It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hey there! Did you know you can get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes updates and even videos if you sign up for the newsletter? Just go to lesbianromantic.com newsletter. Before we get started with this week's episode, a small warning. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but there are some sounds that might come as a surprise in this episode. So, if you're driving, working, walking while listening to this, be careful. Okay, now let's get started. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Diva Story, Part 7. As we begin our approach, please make sure that all seats are in the upright position and trays are put away. Hannah looked through the airplane window. Boston was lying below them in the warm orange light of the sunset. When she leaned against the glass, she could even see the oceans shimmering in the distance. The plane had already been descending for about ten minutes. Hannah guessed she'd be walking to her car in less than twenty. Her laptop was tucked away for the landing, but her book was still in her lap. She glanced down at it. I need to get a cover for this thing. It looks ridiculous, she thought. The bright yellow book truly was an eyesore in the sea of beige and gray business class colors. She had ordered the book on Amazon a couple of days before and had decided to take it along with her for the short flight. Of course, once she had been seated... Hannah had gotten out her laptop to get some work done. She had only read the introduction of Opera for Dummies after she had had to close her computer for landing. Hannah opened the book again at a random page. There was a picture of a young man in an army uniform. No, wait. Hannah stared at the picture again. Was that a woman? Yes, it definitely was a woman, 
Her hair was cut short, and the uniform managed to mask most of her womanly shapes. But not all of them. Hannah read the caption under the picture. Marilyn Horn in one of her famous trouser rolls. She studied the woman in the book again. Interesting, Hannah thought while she shook her head and flipped to another page. This one contained a list of the female voice types. I wonder what type Millie is. She studied the list to see if anything jumped out at her. She was sure Millie's biography had mentioned what type of singer she was. Hannah narrowed her eyes. Was it soprano? Or mezzo-soprano? She honestly couldn't remember. She didn't even know what the difference was. To find out, she'd have to actually read the book, she guessed. Well, she didn't have time now. Hannah leaned back in the comfortable seat and closed her eyes. As so many times before in the last few days, she thought of Mildred North in that stunning gown, leaning on the table. Hannah had been downright starstruck. She would never, ever admit it to anyone other than herself. But Millie had completely blown her away. For the first time ever, Hannah had truly paid attention to a classical performance. Then, at the reception, it had seemed as if Millie North had doubled down and given Hannah the full diva treatment. Hannah had not seen any of it coming. After thinking about it for a few days, Hannah was sure there had been some calculation in Millie's efforts to impress her. She was now certain Millie had been flirty on purpose. Even during that evening, when Millie had leaned over, presenting Hannah with a view that was hard to forget, Hannah had realized Millie was trying to push her buttons. But she had gone along with it. To be honest, she hadn't been able to stop it. Until George showed up. Thank God. His sudden appearance had broken the spell. Hannah wasn't sure what would have happened if he hadn't stopped their little game. Seriously, Hannah thought. Like anything could have happened. She never would have been that stupid. In any other setting, with any other woman though, Hannah would have gone into full seductive mode. Yeah, like I was the one in the driver's seat that night. Hannah frowned. She always was in the driver's seat. She didn't get blown away by a woman. No. She approached and seduced. She was the lioness, not the prey. The plane's wheels hitting the ground with a thud interrupted her train of thoughts. Hannah smiled and shook her head. I'm horrible. I sound like a total player. 
She undid her seatbelt, despite the warning to wait and stay seated. Hannah grabbed her shoulder bag from under the seat and put the book away. She pulled her phone from her pocket and pressed the power button. It was time to get out of this plane and go to the hotel for some much-needed sleep. I'm almost there now. Good. See you in a minute. Hannah lowered her phone and looked out of the window. How much longer? She asked the driver. Two minutes, ma'am. Okay. Hannah was running late. She had been on the phone the whole morning because of some unexpected drama with one of their main suppliers. They were in the middle of new price negotiations, and her team had asked Hannah to step in. She was glad they had. She had to personally call the CEO of the company to smooth things out. But this had taken a lot of time and energy. She had been stuck in her hotel room the whole morning. And now, Hannah was racing to the new Boston store for the big opening at 2 p.m. There was no more time to inspect the store herself. Hannah was unhappy about it, but knew she had to let go and trust her team. She didn't want to fall into the micromanagement trap, but it was her name on the building and it was hard to imagine anyone else would be as invested in getting things right as she was. The car pulled to the side of a busy street Hannah recognized as Clinton Street. Thanks. She got out and quickly walked into the Faneuil Hall marketplace area. She smiled when she saw the familiar letters above the storefront. Le Roi Chocolates. Seeing the logo on a new building always made her count her blessings. She was proud of her mom's company. Well, her company now. There was a red carpet rolled out in front of the store, and by the looks of it, curious bystanders were already waiting for it to open. She made her way to the entrance and smiled at the man waiting for her behind the glass door. He unlocked it and quickly let her in. The press will be here in five. The mayor, too, he said. Hello to you, too, Patrick. Oh, hi, Hannah. Sorry, you're just so late. I know, Patrick. Hannah looked around the store. This looks amazing. Hi, everyone. She waved at the new staff walking around the room. Then, she focused on the gigantic chocolate fountain. Whoa, that thing really is huge. Patrick beamed. I know. People are already talking about it. 
Hannah walked over to the fountain. How are you going to stop kids from climbing into it? Patrick grinned. Not a problem if they do. We use chocolate syrup, so it's only lukewarm. Hannah smiled. Perfect. She inspected the rest of the store. It looked beautiful and festive with golden balloons and banners everywhere. The luxurious-looking counter at the back sported the latest point-of-sale terminals. Everything looked perfect. Except for... Hannah frowned. Something was missing. Patrick, where's the ribbon? Ah, right. I haven't had a chance to discuss that with you. Hannah arched an eyebrow at Patrick. The mayor's office asked for a change of plans. They thought a ribbon was a bit old school and preferred to do something with the fountain. Millie's voice rung through Hannah's mind. Old school. Those were the exact words Millie had used. She smiled. So it's okay for you? Hannah blinked. What? You're okay with it? Sure, Hannah said. Darn you, Millie North. Get out of my head. The mayor will dip a strawberry in the fountain and pose for pictures. I figured it was better publicity anyways. Hannah nodded. It made sense. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, almost time to open the doors. Your speech is right after the mayor's. You should stand next to him while he speaks. Hannah sighed. Her mother was so much better at doing these things. But it would all be over soon. Okay, fine, Patrick. Thank you. Patrick clapped his hands twice. Listen up, everyone. We're going to open the doors. Make sure no one climbs onto that stage in front of the fountain, okay? Hannah straightened her suit jacket. Time for this show to get started. If she was lucky, she'd be out of here in an hour and a half. Another Leroy store would be open, ready for business, and she could get back to New York City. As soon as Patrick opened the doors, people flooded in. Hannah walked over to the entrance to wait for the mayor. There he is, Patrick said, standing on the tips of his toes and pointing at a tall, thin man approaching the store. Hannah plastered a smile on her face and flexed her fingers. As soon as the mayor stepped onto the red carpet, closely followed by his bodyguard and a woman who was probably his assistant, Hannah stepped in front of him, stretching out her hand. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for coming. He smiled back at her. Thank you, Miss Leroy. It's great to be part of this. Hannah didn't bother telling him her name was Emsworth Leroy. She gestured for the mayor to follow her into the store. She knew he would appreciate speed and efficiency. 
He probably had five more of these events to attend this wow. afternoon. This is pretty impressive. The mayor made a Good show afternoon. of looking around the store, shook hands with the staff, asked Hannah some mandatory questions, and then walked up to the tiny stage with a microphone in front of the fountain. By now, the store was filled with people. Hannah took her place next to the mayor and looked around. Many people seemed to sense something was about to happen and turned to face her and the mayor. Several of them held up their phones. Hannah kept smiling, but already dreaded seeing the pictures on Twitter. She knew she should hope for lots of publicity. She just wished she didn't have to be a part of it, personally. Welcome, the mayor started his speech. Hannah looked at him and nodded enthusiastically while he welcomed everyone. His bodyguard had taken position nearby and was intently studying the crowd. The mayor's assistant, however, was checking her phone while leaning against the counter. It's an honor to be here with the CEO of Leroy Chocolates, Miss Leroy. Hannah saw Patrick glance at her apologetically. She nodded back discreetly to let him know it was okay. People got her name wrong all the time. Then the mayor talked about Boston being a great place for new businesses. And Hannah's mind was already drifting off. She thought of Millie again. Would Millie see the publicity about the new store? Nah, why would she? It wasn't like this event was going to be all over the news in New York. Millie would have to look for it online. A little pang in her chest almost made Hannah stop smiling. After their flirtatious conversation about ribbons and chocolate fountains, Hannah wanted Millie to be curious about the event. It was ridiculous, she knew. But she was almost tempted to send Millie a picture of the fountain. It was an impressive fountain, after all. Do I even have her email address? Hannah wondered. She didn't think she did. So much for sending a picture. There was no way she was going to ask Susie or Charlotte for Millie's contact information. Unless I can come up with some excuse. Hannah glanced around the room. I should be thinking about my speech, not Mildred North. She scolded herself mentally. The mayor was still talking about all the steps Boston had taken to attract new jobs and make the city an even better place to live. Hannah scanned the crowd. She noticed more people were holding up their phones now. None of the local TV stations had showed up, though. Hannah saw a young mother walk into the store with her kid. It was a cute little boy with bright copper hair just like Hannah's. She wasn't exactly a kid person, but this one was adorable. He looked like he was about four and very much annoyed he had to hold on to his mother's hand. 
as the mother made her way through the crowd. Hannah saw the boy suddenly pull free. He grinned triumphantly and ran off immediately. From where she was standing, Hannah could see him ducking between legs while his mother tried to catch up with him. If he comes over here, I'll lure him over with some chocolate until his mother can get a hold of him, Hannah thought. But the boy didn't come her way. Instead, he grabbed one of the large golden balloons and started playing with it. Oh, I hope it doesn't. Before Hannah could finish her thought, the boy managed to make the balloon burst. A surprisingly loud bang rung through the store. Hannah felt the atmosphere around her change in the fraction of a second. From the corner of her eye, she saw the bodyguard jump onto the stage and grab the mayor. Both the mayor and his bodyguard then bumped into Hannah as they tried to get off the stage immediately. Hannah quickly said, It's just a balloon, but felt herself losing her balance as the bodyguard pushed her aside. She took a step back and waved her arms to regain her balance. But there was no solid ground behind her. Her stomach flipped as she realized she was falling. She stuck out her arms behind her to break her fall. And... This was part 7 of The Diva Story. This podcast is supported by the generosity of its listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider buying me a coffee. Go to lesbianromantic.com slash coffee. Small reminder, if you'd like to get early access to part 8, go to lesbianromantic.com slash newsletter and sign up. You'll get a link to all the -the behind-the-scenes updates and the early release of Part 8 somewhere next weekend. All right, that's it for this episode. I'll see you behind the scenes or in your podcast feed next Tuesday. Bye.